1: gentlemen live from the west coast it's time for ring talk live worldwide your inside look into combat sports yeah brought to you by the wbo the World Boxing Organization.
2: How about that?
1: And now, the host of the longest running fight show in radio and internet history. Let's get him. Let's get him hard. Pedro Fernandez. Better grab me quick before my knees
3: give way. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sports Byline broadcast studios here in the city by the bay, San Francisco, California. Check it. The man was correct with that lofty introduction, as my name is Pedro Fernandez, at least that's what it says on the old driver's license. Straight up, for the next hour, we're talking combat sports here on Sports Byline, of course, iHeartRadio and Sirius XM satellite radio, the Dan Patrick channel, meaning channel 211. Straight up, of course, wow, Gervonta Davis, am I supposed to be impressed that he took, like, uh, a long time to take care of, like, an old, old man last week? No, 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 because Yuri Gambo is a talented fighter, no doubt about that, the Cuban exile came here to fight, he came to fight, at least in that fight at 135 pounds was probably his best weight, maybe 130 pounds. But at the end of the night, Javante Davis, too, too big, too strong, and now the uh, 100, another 135-pound title. Of course, you've got him, you've got the Lomachenko, you've got Teofimo Lopez. I mean, they're rocking and rolling at 135. And, of course, at the... Um, on the outside, looking in, is King Rye. They call him King Rye. I'm talking about Ryan Garcia. What's he, 19 and old now, 16 KLs, of course, down there from Riverside, California. He is the kid as far as drawing people's is concerned. He's got like a couple million people on, on Instagram and followers and all that kind of good stuff. So, so he's going to be a major draw. In fact, they are grooming him as the next Canelo. In fact, he does everything but wear Canelo shorts. I kid you not. Straight up. This is Ring Talk Live, worldwide, open phone lines all around the planet. We'll be joined by Boxing's only PhD in just a couple of minutes to talk about the great Socrates Palmer from the Bronx. Straight up, the phone lines, 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. Of course, the... The uh, toll-free, the No Commitment Text Line. You can text us here in the studio. Text us, you know, don't have to come on the air and get embarrassed maybe. Uh, straight up the text line, 415-275-1613. That's 415-275-1613. And Badoo Jack, he can't catch a break, can he? You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Well, I'm here to talk to my lawyer on that one.
4: Football and basketball seasons are in full swing. So get into the game with our exclusive sports betting partners, betonline.ag. Sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit to start betting college or professional sports. Every spread, every total, every winner or loser Straight bet, parlay, or tease your way through the season. You can even bet on wild proposition bets like... Who will win the NBA MVP? Get the fastest to market odds, updates, and payouts with our new sportsbook partners, BetOnline.ag. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use promo code COACH55. That's COACH55 to receive your 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts.
0: 800-754-4531.
1: That's 800-754-4531. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
5: I'm just ready to get it on and crush this guy's skull.
3: Check it. 12 minutes past the hour. Welcome to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking the world of boxing and MMR. Straight up, we're talking combat sports the so next hour. We go to the Bronx, folks, and bring in, of course, the Bronx Bomber himself, Mr. Socrates Bomber, boxing's only PhD. A very good morning good afternoon to you, sir. Good afternoon,
2: good morning. Happy New Year, brother.
3: Straight up, Happy New Year to everybody listening, of course. And if I'm the secular one, so I wish you a very happy holiday. Straight up, all across the world, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Let's talk about the passing of Carlos Del Leon first. Of course, the former World Cruiserweight Champion, 53-8 and won 33 Kales, Most of those eight KOs came against heavyweights. He was not a heavyweight. He was a cruiserweight back in the days when the cruiserweight division was 190 pounds. He was a wonderful guy to be around. I spent about a month and a half with him in camp with him here in Northern California. Of course, he was preparing for a June 1984 12-round win over the then twenty three and eight Bash Ali. Bash Ali was a, a bit of a club fighter here in the uh in the Bay Area of a local well, I could say maybe a local hero to some people, but straight up he couldn't box much. He couldn't spell box if you gave him the three letters. But but he went twelve <laughs> rounds with Carlos Delio. And Del Leon, I wanna say this, we, we did exhibitions together. We did all kinds of did all kinds of crazy stuff. Him and that, that was before Benita's left town. And then once Benitez left town, Delion was the only star because it was going to be Delion in one main event and Benitez in the other co-main event. And then Benitez left about, after about a month because he was getting lit up and sparring by a couple of guys. I don't remember their names, but I sort of know where they are. Anyway, the bottom line is Benitez left town. Delion stayed. He was here for six weeks, six or maybe eight weeks training for that Bash Ali fight. He was a wonderful man to be around. I mean, he was, and he was just. I can't. I he he. I'm more sort of at a loss for words here. He had so much class. Socrates, he just, he just, he just, I mean, he just had so much class. He was nice to everybody. He spent time signing autographs when he would leave the gym. He spent 25, 30 minutes sometimes signing autographs. And I seen the guys who were driving him were looking wow. at their watch, looking at their watch, saying, you know, the old Harold Letterman thing, where the, where the, where the limo driver looking at his watch and Harold was giving him the middle fingers. You gotta wait. You know, but that's what Del did. He was all fan friendly and of course, he passed away this week at the age, I believe, of 60 years old or 62 years old a, a, have a heart attack. and That's sad, but, you know, he had a good run of the fighter.
2: Yeah, I mean, from what everybody, the uh, accounts of, I never got the chance to, to meet him, but all I hear is, you know, real nice things said about him. He's one of those fighters that just bring me back to my childhood. My first memory of him was him in Holyfield. Uh, Holyfield uh, took the title from him, I remember, it on Showtime. So, you know, and De Leon being Puerto Rican, uh, it was very rare to see a Latin fighter fighting that heavy. You know, he was a, a solid guy, he had a good resume, fought Leon Spinks, he fought some good names.
3: Crack me up. The, 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 hey, here's what's up. The promoter tells me his name was Gordon Ashby. He was a one-time promoter, so he brings in. He spent a lot of money. Got his ass whooped. I mean, he just he just he lost a lot. Of, he just lost a lot. Of, he was a square. He didn't know. He thought he had, he thought all he had to do was like rent an arena and bring a couple of fighters in, and that would be it. Okay, just taking to the cleaners, huh? Oh, did he? Oh man, I felt—I really felt bad for the dude. Hey, but uh, but I remember most of the evening though was not that twelve-round lackluster fight. It was the fact that the the ring announcer announced me as I just came back from the Olympic training camp, to all this kind of stuff, place. Uh eventually we placed thirteen and that thirteenth for that year, and he announced me after saying the three time Golden Glove champion, three times a time. He went on and on and on and on. And then he announced me, Socrates, as Pedro Gonzalez. <laughs> man, you should have seen me move across the ring. I moved I was I never moved so fast in my life, man. I went over to that drunk ass ring announcer and set him straight right then and there. Okay, but he couldn't clean it up. Couldn't clean it up at that point in time, but imagine that. This big world title fight, everybody's got, they got you in the ring the whole nine yards, and this guy says you're Socrates Jones.
2: Yeah, it's a little off.
3: A little <laughs> off. Anyway, i got a question for you. Artur Bedebeth, how good is he?
2: I think he's really good. I think he is probably top shelf at light heavyweight. Um, he proved it um, whipping up on... uh I'm Teddy Atlas's fighter, uh, his last time out, and he's just a solid guy that, that's gonna, dude, you better be in shape, you know, uh, pardon the pun. You, you better be in shape when you fight better be if, he's a guy that seems to get stronger as the fight goes on, and he wore down his, uh, uh, his opponent in his last fight. The other the, only, the Yes, the other <laughs> right. The only thing I'm, I'm a little concerned about him going, going forward in the future, after that fight, he kind of seemed like he, in his mind, he might have just hit the uh, top of the mountain. He talked a little bit about retiring, so I don't know if he's going to have that same hunger, and he could get picked off the next time around by someone not as good, just because he may not get himself into that same gear. But I think he's a real deal. He's a, he's got to be maybe knocking on the door of pound for pound.
3: Uh, originally out of Russia, now originally out of Russia, now fighting out of Montreal. As an amateur, he went 55 and six from 2006 to 2012. Turned pro in 2013. Now 15 and 0. He has got the uh, world looking at him as far as light heavyweights are concerned. Now I want to mention this because the guy can't seem to get a break, and I hate to steal a line from Leonard Ellerby. I would never steal a line from, him, but but I am. But Dude Jack can't get a break, can he? He seems
2: to be on the wrong end of a lot of decisions. Yes. Um, now I tell you what, just going back on that fight, it was a. I can see where a judge had difficulty uh, scoring that fight because there were some rounds that were kind of close. Um, I'm still in shock that uh, Pascal still getting it done at this <laughs> this stage in his career. I mean, he's an awkward guy. He looks like a million bucks, and you figure, ah, right, he's somewhere between halfway shot and, and you know, he's still good. You know, it's, it's just very weird, very awkward guy to to look good against. I do think Pascal won the um, battle jack, edged out that fight, but it wasn't a robbery.
3: You know? 14, I, I guess, 14, listen, 114-112 means... One other One point, one other way could have been a draw, okay? So it was 114-112 two times, 114-112 the other way. Maybe make these guys dance again, but the bottom line is Badou Jack seemingly can't get a break for us. One of the Mayweather crew down there. Speaking of another mem- member of the Mayweather crew, um, Gervonta Davis, still unbeaten. Of course, the 12th-round stoppage of Yuri Gamboa. Gamboa's got a good record. Gamboa's been around a long time, a little long in the tooth. Um... But it was the not the 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 finish the finish was a nice nice
5: shot.
2: Yeah, it was. Um, now I'll be honest with you. I I expect the tank to steamroll over Gambola. Like you said, you know, long in the tooth, had really not looked good in a couple of years. I, I know that he was that he did beat Roman Martinez, uh, Rocky Martinez, uh, rather early in the year, but you really felt that there wasn't much left and then after the fact when you hear that that he fought the last nine rounds on one leg you know and he and he couldn't take him out earlier i i I wasn't overly impressed by tank i think it was a very underwhelming performance i don't know if maybe being the center of attention drained him promotional wise but i really wasn't impressed by uh by Javante Davis until that last
3: round you know he, to me there's something missing here he's not the complete package and the reason why I say that no. is nobody shows up to weigh in four tenths of a pound heavy You're, you just don't do that this is all stuff that you know I mean I was a bunk ass amateur and I had a scale in my room Bro, and it's not the first time no, First I know that. He's,
2: he's been overweight.
3: Exactly. And he's always had the... Remember, I've, I've called him chubby, much like Adrian Brona. Sometimes mm-hmm. he's chubby. Sometimes he makes weight, but you, you see his, his his cheeks are a little puffy. And you say to yourself, yeah. well, he made he made weight in the sauna. He didn't make weight running.
2: Right. Exactly. Exactly. Good point. Yes. He... Um, I don't know, man. It, he seems like he's... He read that Zab Jude, Adrian Brona book, you know, from cover to cover, and he's following that path. You know, he's going to be... You know, for his sake, I hope it's not a uh, wasted talent. And he would not be the first fighter, and he won't be the last. You know, but right now, I don't think if there was some sort of round robin between him and, and uh, Tefimo Lopez, Devin Haney, uh, I'm not picking him to win at all. Lomachenko, I don't think he, I don't think he wins a round against Lomachenko.
3: Good. The PhD of boxing, Socrates Palmer. You're tuned to Rink Talk live worldwide on the Sports Byline broadcast network. Of course, coming to each and every Saturday, eleven a.m. Pacific time. The Sunday show, two hours, eleven a.m. Pacific time as well, live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, and Sirius XM satellite radio channel two hundred eleven.
5: Let's get out of this hot sun into a nice, cool bar in a
2: few minutes. Honey.
4: You know my
0: Call right now.
1: That number is 800-485-6003. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right
0: 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. I'm
3: not invincible. Uh, the great Floyd Mayweather isn't invincible. Nobody's invincible. You just have guys that are really, really good at what they do. And and, and and that's just what it is. But anybody can be knocked out. Anything can happen in that ring. And that's why boxing has the buzz and intrigue that it has. And that's why it'll never die because... I'm a huge sports fan. I watch all sports. But it's something. It's one thing to watch a team sport, but it's something else to watch two men at the highest level battle, and one may be favored over the other, but you never know what's going to happen. And and that's, what, that's why boxing is the way it is.
1: Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Clap your
0: hands, sir.
3: Stop being racist. Clap your hands.
1: Okay, let's go.
3: The great Andre Ward. 2004 Olympic gold medal, of course, fighting out of Oakland, California, born in San Francisco, now living in Marin County up there with the, the rock stars like Carlos Santana and those guys. He deserves to. I mean, look at the record he put together. He was like 17 and 0, and then he took on Edison Miranda, who was 32 and 3, and then, uh, Pudwell was 22 and 3, Michael Kessler was 42 and 1, Alan Green was, uh, 29 and 1, Serge, uh, Saki Obika was 28 and 4, Arthur Abraham was 32 and 2, Carl Frock was twenty eight and one, Chad Dawson was thirty one and one, Edwin Rodriguez was twenty four and zip, Paul Smith was thirty five and five. Sullivan Barrera was 17 and zip. Alexander Brand was 25 and 1. Sergei Kovalov was unbeaten in 30 fights. He lost that first fight. Of course, unanimous nod to uh to uh, Andre Ward. A little suspect decision there. But the comeback, the last fight, the tail ender, of course, as far as the career is concerned of Andre Ward, took place in June of 2017 when he stopped Sergei Kovalov inside the distance. Of course, Sergei now, the former WBO light heavyweight champion, had been stopped by Canelo Alvarez a fortnight ago. Go straight up. Larry Merchant says no, or he says maybe, or maybe he's, he says he, Andre Ward might be fighter of the decade, but he has his hesitancy. He, he, he hesitates on that. Do you? You know, as far as accomplishments, he probably wins it off of that. But just the
2: fact that Andre never became the superstar, that he probably should have been. And also, if you look at, at his box wreck, a lot of it happened at the early part of the decade. You know, mm-hmm. Um and and also he wasn't the most exciting fighter. But then, you know, those people that are waving the Mayweather pom poms Mayweather was, you know, like pink right a lot of times. So, you know, you can make a real good case. You know, when you spit off his resume, the records on the guys that he beat, it's you know, it's, I I would say you could say yes. I said Pacquiao just because of the fact that he's still at the top of his game now. Mm-hmm. You know, at the you know, towards the end, so is really subjective, you know, of what you like.
3: Okay, and subjective. The heavyweight championship, at least a version of it, goes down, of course, February 22nd. I'm talking about Tyson Fury, the linear world heavyweight champion, unbeaten in the minds of many. Of course, in my in the unbeaten period, of course, that one draw against Deontay Wilder, people thought he may have deserved to get the nod there, and winning 10 out of 12 rounds, at least on a couple of scorecards, getting knocked down twice, of course, in the 12th round, getting up like like the dead man, unbelievably. It was un- incredible. He got up, of course, and he'll talk about that later, maybe a little bit later. I, he just couldn't figure it out, how he kept it, He doesn't know. Anyway, Ty Fury and Wilder going to go again February 22nd, Socrates Palmer, and i got to ask you, um... Why is it I'm leaning so I'm I'm a big Tyson Fury fan but why am I leaning so hard towards Wilder in the rematch? Why do you think?
2: Well, he proved uh that he can hit Tyson Fury. Now that was a Tyson Fury that was coming off of a, of a an unusual layoff. He dropped him twice um and he still has that X-factor which is he could lose every second of each round, but all it takes is one shot, you know. And also the fact Tyson Fury's face—I don't know. I think that's the—that's another big question. I don't know if his face is going to hold up. Yeah, you know, he, he fought the, uh, out of Wheeling. Uh, It—he you know, it fell apart, and yeah. I don't know if February twenty-second is enough time. I, I've always heard uh, announcers and analysts say that a cut needs. Heals about one percent a day, so you know—is it going to be one hundred percent, or is it going to be scar tissue? We're
3: going to find out. Well, there's, um, there's all kinds of scar tissue. His whole his face looks like one big scar, and and that's why I think that once Wilder cracks him with anything on that side, of the face is going to open up. And Bob Arum and those people realize we can't put this off any longer. If we take another, I mean, let's be honest—that fight against the last guy, that fight should have been stopped. I mean, those cuts were so bad that if ever a boxing match should have been stopped on cuts, it should have. That was one of them
2: well, if the faces were were reversed, i'm not sure. You know, if the names were reversed, you know, absolutely, it would have been stopped. But, you know, the one thing that you do when you look at Wilder, he's not a sharpshooter. You know, this is not Larry Holmes, you know, flicking a crispy jab or Ray Mercer, you know. So you listen, this is a guy that fights, you know, like, you know, like a caveman, you know, and the shot that may hurt Tyson Fury, maybe something on top of the head, you know, from an awkward angle, you know, so I, I just, and I don't think the fight's gonna be fought on the inside, where where he could catch an elbow or something like that, or a headbutt so, you know, who knows I mean, we we will find out soon enough, I'm leaning Fury just for the fact that he is the more complete fighter and I think he could fight the style similar to like where he fought Klitschko, kind of boring and beating one points And I could see that going down.
5: Okay.
3: Let's go back in time. 2013, of course, Canelo Alvarez was guacamole green. Took on Floyd Mayweather, lost a 12-on decision, (laughs) had two left feet, no doubt about it. But then again, here we are, here we come, 2020. You have to make him the 2019 Fighter of the Year, don't you? I mean, just be honest. Nobody, nobody's done what he's done this year. The contract, the fact he's lived up to the contract, he stops a guy that's, you know, considerably bigger than him, a good fighter in Sergey Kovalev for the WBL Light Heavyweight title. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of accolades you go lay out there, but he probably deserves most of them.
2: I could not disagree. He is the, he's the number one star in the sport. Um, he is the biggest draw and he, has good wins you know this year he, he pretty easily defeated uh daniel jacobs and sergey kovala the kovala fight he didn't look spectacular but he stopped the guy who like you said you know the natural bigger man probably you know a lot of miles in those tires and that's why they took the fight but nevertheless you know he stopped them and he looked really good doing it so I, it's hard to argue against canelo
3: Boxing's PhD Socrates Palmer on the line from the Bronx. I gotta ask you, Rage's progress didn't look too good in that in that last fight there against the uh the young man from across the pond, but again the, the young man's I think it was a little bit better than we thought. Um Yes. Did he look a but didn't he look a little bit uninspired? I mean he didn't look like he had the fire in him. I mean if I'm fighting somebody else in their hometown, I've got an extra I've got extra sugar in the tank because I know I'm gonna need that extra sugar.
2: I think Taylor was better than what we thought, you know. And pro grades, at least I, mean, I can speak for myself. A little bit of an American bias, you know. You hear about him more here, and and he had looked good. You know, he had stopped uh, he had stopped a couple of fighters in that tournament. You know, um, as far as him being uninspired, I don't know. Maybe maybe it was a case of him uh, taking the other guy for granted. You know, um, and when you're a, a big puncher you tend to be lazy in the gym I, i've always felt you know you think that everything that you touch is just going to fall apart but then you know you get that one guy in front of you that says okay guess what we guy? you're gonna have to you know fill out a full time sheet this week you know you're gonna have to earn this and and taylor wanted it more and and him being at home uh that extra juice i think that played in his favor and <laughs> And he got a good decision, hard-fought decision.
3: Let's take it back to the 135-pound division with boxing's only PhD, Socrates Palmer. 135 pounds, Lomachenko once beaten, Fimo Lopez undefeated, Tank Davis undefeated, uh, Ryan Garcia 19-0 undefeated, but maybe you don't want to include him in that group yet, uh, including Darren Haney. Darren Haney, of course, undefeated 24 and up. 135 pounds looks like he's really going to rock in the next year and a half if these guys really want to fight each other.
2: Has the potential to be the best division in the sport for, like you said, the the next year and a half or so, So as long as these guys, a you know, keep making weight and b that they want to fight each other, and it seems that that way. um, Really, really good prospects. I mean, it's almost a shame that somebody's O has to go. You know, these Mm -hmm. guys and they and they have star potential. Like Ryan Garcia is probably the least proven, but he may have the biggest star potential out of all of them just for the fact his look and and he's really promoted well you know through the 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 millennial fan base and Instagrammers Teofimo Lopez is maybe the most uh exciting fighter must watch TV fighter in the world right now and then Devin Haney he looks like a mini version of Sugar Ray Leonard maybe I don't know maybe it's it's a tassel on the ankle you know it's, it's it's a shame somebody's gonna catch an L but at the end of the day, like I've always said, the fight fan is going to win, and I hope that politics do not get involved and that they make the fight. Oh, and, and by the way, Lomachenko may be one of the greatest fighters that we've seen in the last 50 years, so it's okay. it's beautiful.
3: Real quick, Ryan Garcia, the aforementioned Ryan Garcia and Jorge Linares is going to share a card on Valentine's Day. No, 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 I don't think it's an accident Ryan's fighting on Valentine's Do you?
2: No, I think that's a really good promotion, Um I wonder who he's going to be walked into the ring with.
3: <laughs> oh, that's cute. Maybe and, Oscar. Good, good point. Yeah, I, Oscar. I, I, wa- at him. Yeah, I do. I, I Listen, I think he's got million-dollar potential, and, of course, he can fight as well. We'll see what happens when he steps up to the upper echelon and meets the uh, aforementioned four. I've talked about, of course, Vasil to Teofimo Lopez, Tank Davis, and, of course, Darren Haney. Boxy's only PhD, you have a great weekend, sir. Say hello to your agent and your wife. Give them my best, and we'll talk to you soon.
2: I can't wait. Thank you, Pedro. Enjoy the rest of the weekend.
3: Boxing's only PhD, Socrates Palmer, live from the Bronx on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, and Sirius XM Satellite Radio, the Dan Patrick Channel. Channel 211.
4: Offer not valid in all states or where prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Need cash but have bad credit or maxed out cards? Now you can get a personal loan for up to five grand, whatever your credit, with no paperwork. MoneyASAP.com is one of the nation's largest personal loan networks. If you have a checking account and a regular income source, you can get cash in your account as soon as tomorrow. Type this into your smartphone or computer address bar. www.moneyasap.com That's moneyasap.com MoneyASAP.com Hey, did you know that Discover offers home equity loans with zero application fees, zero appraisal fees, and zero cash due at closing? That's a lot of zeros, but all those zeros can add up to something big. A home equity loan from Discover can help you use the equity you've already built for things like home improvements, major purchases, or consolidating high-interest debts into a low fixed-rate loan. So you can make big changes with zero worries. Home equity loans are offered by Discover Bank, NMLS ID 684042. Learn more at discoverhomeequityloans.com slash zero. Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill.
0: Are you or someone you love one of the nearly one million Americans living with Parkinson's disease? Every person's experience with Parkinson's is unique. And for many patients and families, that can be one of the most challenging aspects. The Michael J. Fox Foundation built a guide to help. Visit michaeljfox.org slash pd360 to download the Parkinson's 360, a guide for navigating the disease. It's free and available right now. That's michaeljfox.org slash pd360 visit today.
1: Just under 90 seconds, remains in the fourth round. He used that arm to try to take away the base. Oh, look at the kicks. That's old school Hicks and Gracie style. Oh, he's got oh, the it in, Penn looking to choke out Florian. B.J. Penn looking to remain the champion. It is all over. B.J. Penn has defeated Kenny Florian. Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
3: B.J. Penn, former lightweight champion, still trying to do it, man. He's like 45 years old. Never was a guy that was really a lightweight either. He was sort of like a fat featherweight. didn't have a featherweight division in. Or when they brought it on, he wasn't disciplined enough to go down to 145. Then he turned like 95 years old, decided he would make 145, and got licked like a stamp. Straight up, you're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking at the world of boxing and MMA. Let's talk about the world of MMA first. Of course, Bellator MMA, the B League. Some people call it the B League. Some people call it, of course... You know, I don't know. Are they on the equal level with the USC? Well, not putting on main events like this. This past Friday, I think, USC, Bellator 237, of course, the main event. Fedor Emelianenko. Remember him? Of course, Fedor. Some people call him the last warrior, the great warrior. Bottom line is he was a pretty good fighter, of course, out of the former USSR. He did his... uh, he did, he was at his peak, no doubt about that, in, in, in pride, and in, in different, uh, fighting, uh, championships across the pond in Japan and things like that. So, he sort of had his peak over there. He came over to the USC, didn't do too well in the UFC. Anyway, Friday night, uh, they, he defeated Quentin Jackson, Quentin Rampage Jackson. I saw him a couple months ago at an amateur boxing show. Anyway, he knocks out Quentin Rampage Jackson, the very first round, one minute, they take them back, two minutes and 33 seconds into the fight. Um what can I say? He gotta expect that. These guys are like, what? 55 years old each, 55 and 55, maybe 110 years old put together. And when you consider the fights they've got on their bodies, they're probably about 300 years old each. What I'm trying to tell you is two dinosaurs, Fedor Emelianenko Orl- Orl- and Quentin Jackson, the main event of Bellator 237. The co-feature, former lightweight champion Michael Chandler defeated Sydney Outlaw. Pretty good name, Sydney Outlaw. Knocked him out in the first round, 259 in. Michael Page defeated, Uh, Michael Page was the winner on the card. Michael Page is like one of those guys that, man, I mean, he is really you know, he's got that long range and he, and he knocks people out and it makes it look good. And then of course, you know, he has a propensity to get knocked out as well. Tall, lanky guys. Always guys that go for the, how can I put it to you like this? Guys that are big knockout punchers don't seem to take so well. I don't never understood that. I never understood it. I never understood why hometown teams win in basketball either in close games. So you, you can't tell why hometown teams, I don't know. It just happens. Anyway, straight up, Fedor. Uh, he's done some, you know, he's done some wonderful things as far as a heavyweight's concerned. And but him and Rampage Jackson, Rampage maybe a light heavyweight champion his best. Remember when Rampage was running around Los, uh, was it L.A. when he was telling that he had a bill, a billboard, he had a trailer, he had his car, and then he had this trailer, he was dragging his trailer, and the trailer was a was a statue of him. It was a statue of him. I'm not I'm not BSing you. He's dragging this statue of him around in an O.J. Simpson type of chase. The cops are after him. The cops are chasing him all over town. He drives like 35 or 40 miles all around L.A., in and out, off freeways, this kind of stuff, and he's dragging this this monumental-sized trailer um, behind him, and it's got a statue of him and his big name and all that kind of good stuff. Anyway, obviously, they knew who it was. When they finally pulled him over, the USC cut a deal with the L.A. cops. He didn't spend any time in jail, paid some type of fine. I think he went to school. But, man, at 100, 205 pounds, he was one hell of a fighter maybe in his prime, maybe 10, 15 years ago. Fedor, maybe ten or fifteen years ago. I mean, when you look at the fact that both these guys are fighting in 2020, it's sad. It's just simply sad. Speaking of sad, let's talk about the UFC. Sort of sad that you know there's not many good fights happening as far as the world of the premier UFC uh, 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 MMA company is concerned. But you know they got Conor McGregor coming back on January 18th, of course, live on pay per view, UFC 246 from the T-Mobile Arena in the in, in Sin City, Las Vegas. They call it Paradise now, but it's bottom line is this. It's Las Vegas. Anyway, Connor Murgery, take it on. Donald Cerrone. I think Cerrone's lost twice, if not three times in a row. Of course, Connor's not a, been a winner in a long time as well. The co-feature, Holly Holm and Raquel Pennington. I wish Holly the best, although she's 37, 38 years old. She she's already... Take a walk, man. Walk away. I mean, woman, you've been beat on enough. I mean, come on, man. You know you don't want to get beat up no more. What 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 could she come back and really do? She's not going to win a championship again. She's probably never. Gonna, I mean, you wouldn't put her in the same zip code as as Amanda Nunes unless Amanda slips a lot. And and Holly's not going to get that much better. The fact she's getting older. I mean, she had a professional boxing career first, like forty fights, 45, 50 fights, and now she's had a, an extended amateur extended uh, MMA career. And of course, she got lit up her big thing beating ronda rousey she should have just stuck with the ronda rousey rematch she didn't want to lenny lenny fresco as her manager or promoter came on the show he hasn't been on the show since then because he popped off that day made himself look like a fool yeah he did he said yeah we're gonna fight misha tate we don't give a smack we don't give a, a spit but with an h what the UFC says, screw Dana White. I'm doing it my way. I'm the man. I'm Lenny because You understand? I own like 75 restaurants in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I tell people what to do, and that's all there is to it. Yeah, we well, didn't tell Misha Tate to lose, because Misha Tate went out there and beat up on Holly Holm and took the title away from Holly Holm in the mega rematch with Ronnie Rossi. Well, guess what? That wasn't gonna happen. And if it was gonna happen, it was gonna be for the big bucks. So, straight up, she sort of wasted that big payday. Of course, they wanted to call their own shots. They wanted to out-call Dana White. Listen, you can call you can shot-call Dana White. I mean, I, I got, I got no problem with shot-calling him, but shot-call him at the right time. Don't shot-call him and get knocked out and get beat up. Shot-call him and make him look like a fool. Anyway, the co-feature, one of the co-features on this card, the main card, is gonna be Alec Olesic. Taking on uh, Maurice Green. These guys are heavyweights. Women, women's strawweight bout. Claudia Gadea. She's down from Brazil. Taking on Alexa Grasso. And, of course, the lightweight. Anthony Pettis, a former lightweight champion. drop it back down to 155. He was at welterweight for a while. Dropped down to 155. We're going to take on Carlos Diego Ferreira in a 155-pound bout. The rest of the fights will be on ESPN2. And, of course, the opening bouts will be on USC Fight Pass. Now, the USC schedule, not nothing to get <clears throat> excited about. In fact, you might need a little Viagra. Why do I say that? You know. Well, there ain't no superstars no more. I mean, come on, it's Curtis Blaze and Junior Dos Santos. Do I really want to see Junior Dos Santos again? It's January twenty fifth, two thousand twenty. I mean, if you're gonna rap on Bellator for bringing back Fedor and 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 Rampage Jackson, what about Junior Dos Santos? I mean, he's older than and he was at the first supper. I mean, he's old and he's been knocked. He's old. He's old. Forget it. He's, anyway, Curtis Blaze not the greatest heavyweight in the world that's what I'm trying to tell you the USC is lacking in talent now USC 247 people think that Dominic Reyes has a shot here against uh, John Jones. Of course, John Jones, essentially unbeaten. He was disqualified once, but outside of the disqualification, and the fact that he's had some Coke problems, and some steroid problems, I got no problems with the Coke. Not that I'm into that stuff at all. I got no problems with the Coke. He can do whatever he wants in his, in his free time, recreational drugs you want to do him, that's more power to you. I'm not advocating it, I'm just saying, if he's an adult, he wants to do it, he's got the money, more power to him. Okay? But, 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 the Flintstone vitamins. The fact that he took steroids—not once, not twice, maybe thrice—I got a problem with that. You see, this is combat sports. I'm trying to hurt somebody. The concept here is to hurt somebody, to to hurt them, and to end the fight is uh, to abbreviate, to abbreviate. Boom! It's over. Put that big exclamation mark on it. That's what you really go out there to do. Okay? When you've got the addition of steroids and or um, performance-enhancing drugs. I mean, sometimes some guys just don't get tired. I mean, I'm not trying to say Manny Pacquiao was for sure on Flintstone Vitamins, but, man, when he sat down there for a while on the stool, he'd breathe for like, like eight seconds and he'd be back breathing normal. It's like, it's like he was on Valium or something like that. i say to myself, how can a guy recover that fast? You can't recover that fast, I don't think, unless you're um, – Aided by a performance enhancing drug. So, Manny Pacquiao, who always had that, that cloud over his head. But straight up, as we go into 2020, sort of mention that with Boxing's PhD a little bit earlier, he might be the fighter of the decade for the 2010s because he's still rocking and rolling at the age of, gonna be four, 41 years old, Manny Pacquiao. Now, back to USC 247, of course, gonna go down at the Toyota Center. Houston, Texas, February the 8th, 2020, John Jones, I said, essentially unbeaten, Dominic Graves, very good fighter, Dominic is a live underdog here, why? Because John Jones is long in the tooth, when you get long in the tooth and you get old and you fight, anything can happen, and sorry John Jones, but those, you know, that two year layoff and the fact that, he says he likes to do coke right, right before a fight, I'm not a big fan, you know, hmm. I don't think that's a good idea, but that's what he says. Like, like a week before the fight, he likes to get coked out. Mm, okay. Well, anyway, the bottom line is the fact he got caught with cocaine in his system was a little suspect to me because it takes 72 hours for coke to get out of your system. Unlike marijuana, which can take like a month, month and a half, but coke usually out of your system, especially if you drink a lot of water, it'll get out of your system in less than uh, 72 hours. But, but, he got caught, uh, and of course, the cocaine thing he admitted to. More power to him. Valentin Shevchenko and the co-feature. Of course, women's flyweight champion. She's nice fighter, one twenty five, taking on Katlyn Chugan Chuganon. And the bottom line is we'll see what happens there as far well as these women hook it up. Two title fights. Of course, John Jones, the light heavyweight champion of the UFC. The other fight on the card, and as far as heavyweight's concerned, is gonna be Ira Latifi taking on Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis got a pretty couple of pretty good wins on his card. Outside of that, ho hum on the rest of the card the rest of the schedule man not too good of course coming back though my man I'm talking about Francis Ngannou good lord man if ever there was a guy I've got a gig going on on February 1st, and I wanted to get myself a huge dude at the front door. Just a huge-looking dude. Because you want to you intimidate people when they come in. I'm sorry, but you do. You don't want to intimidate them, but you, you want to let them know, look, you step out of line, this 350-pound dude is going to come in here and grab you, okay? I didn't, couldn't find Francis Ngannou. He wasn't available, so I got this other guy. Anyway, bottom line is Francis Ngannou, twice beaten UFC heavyweight fighter. He's got about three beaten, three fights he's lost. Taking on, of course, a guy by the name of, man, has got one of the horrible names. We'll call him Jazz Rosa Chinook. Let's put it to you like that. Rosa Chinook. Um, what can I say about him other than the fact that he's got a whole lot of kickboxing fights. He's like 7-64 wins and 8 losses as a kickboxer. As far as MMA is concerned, 9-1. Hmm, no, no. Take that. 10-0. and oh, Unbeaten as, a, as an MMA fighter. What does that tell you? Tells you he's got a shot, but anybody's got a shot in the MMA. Why? Because there's so many different ways to win or lose. I mean, you can get choked out, you can submit, you can get beat up, you can get knocked out, you get disqualified, you can lose on points. I mean, good lord, there's all these different aspects into losing. That's why guys don't stay in the winner's circle that long in the world of MMA, especially in the world of the USC. Listen, the USC, the whole game plan is rigged against the fighter. This is this is my, this is my opinion. Let me run this by you. They want these guys in death matches after death matches after death matches because it makes for good TV, and they sell so they sell a lot of tickets right away. Like, this guy's hot, this guy's hot, this guy's hot. And then after three or four fights, you can't stay. You can't take that kind of punishment at the upper echelons of the world of mixed martial arts, especially like in the USc and, and continue to be successful. Guys just don't do it. I mean, look at the USC record. The fact that the USC heavyweight championship has only been defended – the most by uh, Stip Miocic, and that was three times. That sort of says it all, doesn't it? Three times? I mean, boxing heavyweight champions from what? Larry Holmes got 19 defenses. I think uh, Rocky marcel has got, Joe Lewis got more than that. Straight up, what am I trying to tell you? You don't last that long in the world of mixed martial arts. Therefore, when they throw you in these death matches and they tell you, guess what, you're getting 500 grand. Ooh, 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 boy. 500 grand, It sounds like a lot of money, no? No, not really. Not because that's what Jorge Mastodal got, fighter of the year. The, uh, for 2020, he got 500 grand on paper for that, uh, that fight against Nate Diaz in Madison Square Garden. Sold the garden out, six and a half million bucks. Did the fight on pay per view, of course, all kinds of digital sales around the world. And he only got 500 grand plus a $50,000 bonus. I mean, talk about a hoe getting pimped. I told you before when I was a San Francisco police officer and I dealt with pimps couple of them okay a couple couple pimps they were they were businessmen okay but they were illegal businessmen um, but when I dealt with them I couldn't imagine a pimp having a girl working on the street as a hooker and telling them hey baby guess what you know you're going to work tonight you charge two hundred dollars for that that trick you're gonna do but guess what you give me all but sixteen dollars keep eight dollars of each hundred. $8 of each hundred, that's what the UFC fighters are making out of 100 bucks and the UFC brings in, they spend 8 bucks on paying people. So what am I trying to tell you? who has got it going on in the world of mixed martial arts, and the pimp of course is, uh, Mr. Dana White. Now the rest of the year, as far as the UFC card is concerned, Khabib, gonna go of course with, ugh, Tony Ferguson, my producer's favorite guy, no doubt about that. I mean, he's a guy that, that poured holy water on his wife. If ever there was a guy that wanted to pour holy water on a woman, I think it's Scott Cuddy. Okay, I'm just telling you, he's shaking his head up and down. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but the bottom line is, he, you know, eh, he's going to take on Khabib. I think that Khabib is an unbeatable guy. I mean, nobody, I mean, we've talked about Khabib in the gym before and how he dominates everybody in the gym. He doesn't dominate anybody. everybody in the gym. He's never lost a round in the gym ever. This is what they're telling me out of the American kickboxing academy. I sat down with a couple of guys that they train out of there this weekend and they said to me, He's never lost a round. He's never had a bad day. He's never lost a round. I'll say it again. How can you not lose a round in sparring in the gym? I mean, even when you're playing around you lose a round, right? No, no. He's never lost a round. Anyway, unbeaten, twenty four and oh, twenty five and oh, thirty and oh, call him what you want. Take it on Tony Ferguson, the guy that wants to pour holy water on his wife. Of course, less than a year ago they had a restraining order against El Cuyo said he was a danger to himself and or his wife. And now at 35 years old, going to fight for the World Lightweight Championship. He never really lost of course. he was injured. Bottom line is Tony Ferguson, a nutcase case, taking on maybe the unbeatable Khabib. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide.
4: Did he I, hurt
5: you or your children? No, no. He's no, just, you're
4: okay. He really just random stuff, you know, like he puts holy water on me. I don't know what's going on with him. Are you um, going to stop somewhere and meet with the police so they can talk to you?
3: I go to the police station.
0: We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt. Call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt.
3: Wow, I lost a close friend this week. Boxing lost a historian, and the world lost a great man. I'm going to try to remain straight doing this. Anyway, Stanley Smith. The former head of the, the president of the, uh, building and trades council here in San Francisco, a labor icon, of course, along with Harry Means and, and my, my ex-mentor, Walter Johnson, head of the labor council. Anyway, he was an iconic figure in the world of labor and a boxing historian. He used to show fight films at different restaurants around this, around the city for the past 35 or 40 years on Friday nights. But straight up, Stan Smith passed away at the age of 87 this past week or so. And it was a little bit on, ominous because I was calling him to wish him Merry Christmas. And he wasn't picking up the phone and he was going to voicemail. So when I knew I went to voicemail after a couple of times, the things were not good. Anyway, may he rest in peace, Stan Smith. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, the Saturday edition. Let me straighten up here. Saturday, 11 a.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. Eastern. Time, each and every Saturday, Ring Talk airs for an hour live on the same network you listen to us on right now. Of course, the Sunday edition is a two-hour show. Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific time. On Sundays, we feature the retired HBO godfather, the Hall of Famer, Mr., Larry Merchant. Larry Merchant will be here tomorrow morning on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. That's the Sunday edition, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Want to mention the man singing the song here. Larry, uh, Lenny Williams. Lenny Charles Williams. Honored this week at the, uh, Paramount Theater after a fantastic New Year's Eve gig. Lenny, I love you. Congratulations. You still got it. All the accolades and more to the great Lenny Williams. So next time, the executive producer is the one and the only Scott Cuddy. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. <laughs>